0: This series called There's More. There's More, and here's the concept of the whole series, right? That we have lived on this false floor. How many of you went and watched The Meg this week? Anybody go watch the movie I was talking about last week? None of you. All right. It's amazing. Not that you should have. It had have been the most ratings they probably had in five years. But, uh, no, uh, we live on this false floor, and when we begin to push through this false floor, we begin to realize there's more to this thing. There's more to God. There's more to Jesus. There's more to a relationship with him. There's more than we realize. Maybe we've even been taught. And and, and my hope and my prayer is not that you leave here going, that's a great message, I'm going to eat that. My hope is that you take that meal and you begin to dig into that and begin to eat on that all week long through finding other scriptures and and, and studying more and digging. Because I'm just telling you, even in the There's More series, there's more to what I'm talking about. And so last week I told you about a podcast that's coming out with more content. I told you it was Monday. I apologize. I lied. I'm going to be real honest. I don't know when that stuff comes out. Sometimes I just say things that I think very confidently and hope that I'm right because I heard it in conversation somewhere. It comes out on Fridays. Is that right? Is that right? No, it, I don't know why you apologize. I, I said Monday. I it, we didn't even record it by Monday. I don't even know. So Fridays is coming out. This past Right? if you missed it, go watch, listen to it. We don't do video. <laughs> go go listen to See, this is what I'm talking about. This coming Friday, is going to pass up on this. But I, I want to, so last week we talked about Jesus and how Jesus isn't just get out of hell. It's not just, hey, don't, don't let me burn for eternity. Hey, help me to be a good person. Jesus is not into behavior modification, right? He's not into moralism. Jesus wants, a, 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 he gave his life so we could have relationship with the Father. We got to understand that but we have to understand why that works and the reason that works is because Jesus, as we looked at, is the king of the kingdom. And when we understand that Jesus is the king, then we understand that Jesus has the final say. And so when we understand Jesus has the final say, when we sing things like you have no rival, you have no equal, then it begins to make sense that in his kingdom, his word is the final say. His name is the name above all names. And we don't have to worry about anything else because it's not just a lyric anymore, it's now a promise. You in the room, this is going to help if you talk back. So we talked about that last week and what that means and living kingdom in our life. And and, and this week, I I just, I said last week, I feel like there's kind of this stirring in people over the past couple of years where it's like people are beginning to ask, there's got to be more than this, right? Like it can't just be just showing up, sitting in a comfortable seat and checking something off your body, because if that's all there is, there ain't nothing to it. Like it can't just be waking up and surviving the day, right? It can't just be that. It can't be just praying a prayer, holding my hand up, filling out the clipboard, getting my next. It can't just be that, right? And, and here's what I'm kind of sensing is people on all walks of their faith, whether it's just beginning, whether you're mature in your faith, whether you have no faith, whatever it is, right? Some, everybody's feeling something kind of rise up. And they're like, what is this? There's got to be more to this life. There's got to be more to Jesus. There's got to be more to God. There's got to be more out there. And, 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 and here's what else I'm sensing. That there's, there's this group of people that are actually going to rise up, and they're going to be the ones that change the world. And they're the ones. This is where I am. I'm just going to speak from my heart, and I think there's a lot of you in this room that would agree with this. I'm, I'm tired of the same, running the same play every single day of my life. Come on, there's got to be some people that are tired of praying the same stale prayers every day. God, help me sleep good. I don't want to sleep good if God wants to wake me up at 2 o'clock in the morning and speak to me. Wake me up. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, There's got to be more than God, just help me get through today. No, God, help me dominate the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be more than just opening my Bible and, and, and clicking the little dot on the YouVersion uh, devotional. And going, I did my deed for the day. What if it ain't about what you read in the Bible, but what reads you? Like, I'm just in this place to where mediocrity and comfort zones and all this stuff, it's got to go at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm at this place, and I think that some of you are too, to where the comfort zones you're beginning to realize, all they do is comfort you while it kills your dream. All the comfort zone does is kill is comfort you while your faith deteriorates. It makes you feel good while you drift further away. I mean, I'm tired of comfort zones. I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm tired of just waking up and going, I'm going to the office today. I hope, I hope something good happens. Y'all following me? And I, I would bet I would bet, probably 90% of the room and online, if not more, would, would go, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm feeling that. I'm kind of in that role. And i got some good news for you because today we just drew the line on what we're tired of. And today we have the opportunity to step over the line into a new life, into a new era, into a new season, to where everything begins to become more because there's more to this thing. This ain't all there is. I'm here to tell you there's more in your life. I'm glad you're here today. I'm excited you're here today because God already set it up to where the more in your life is available in your life. And, and, and as we, we, we piece all this together, I, I, my hope and prayer is that we walk out of here and go, holy ha-ha. Literally say that. Holy ha-ha, everything is a little bit different now. See, because we know Jesus is king. We talked about that last week he's the king of the kingdom he's got all this great stuff and it says this he says i came to give you life and my life more abundantly or life to the fullest right and we're all like yeah that's what i want yeah and we understand that that's found in him through the kingdom but watch this jesus says something really interesting four chapters over in john chapter 14 and starting in verse 12 he's got this statement this phrase that that jesus says that kind of throws us off but if we don't if we don't dig into it it don't make a ton of sense. Here's what he says. He says, truly, 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 like, for real this time. Like, you you got those people that look at you and go, can I be honest with you? I'm that guy. I say that all the time. I had my counselor say to me one time, I asked him that. He said, well, I hope you're always honest with me. I was like, well, depends. Anyway, he said, for real this time, can I be honest with you? He says, I say to you, I'm telling you that he who believes in me, Watch this. Uh, the works that I do, he will what? Me, being Jesus, he who. Why does that matter? He isn't talking to everybody. You gotta understand this. Jesus, when he gives what's about to happen, he's not talking to everybody. Here's who he's talking to citizens of the kingdom. Why is he talking to the citizens of the kingdom? Because what he says from that point forward, if you're not a citizen of the kingdom, you don't care what the king has to say. It doesn't doesn't pertain to you. It doesn't relate to you. It doesn't matter to you. He can say whatever he wants, but you're not in his kingdom. And so, therefore, it does not matter. He says, if you are a citizen or a participant of my kingdom, then I'm talking to you. And here's what he says. What I do. Somebody says, I do. You will do what? Also. The king is looking at citizens, and he says, everything that I'm doing, you're going to do. And then he says, not only what I do, you're also going to do what? Greater or more. Oh, okay, all right. So so grab this. There's a king. you got to understand the authority and the power of a king. A king can say and do whatever the king wants. When the king declares something, it's done. When the king says something, it's done. So the king, Jesus, is now looking at us, his kids, the citizens of the kingdom, and he's saying, you don't have the power that I have. You don't have the authority. You don't have the perspective. You don't have the uh, the wisdom. You don't have anything that I have, but you are going to do what I have done. Think about what he's done. He's healed lame men, opened blind eyes, healed a woman with a 12-year issue of blood that not even physicians could fix. He, 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 uh, he's saving souls. He's bringing order. He's a, me and Pastor Travis say it like this. He's a chaos wrangler. He's bringing the chaos of the government back into order through spiritual wrangling. Like, this is what Jesus is doing, and Jesus is looking at the, at the citizens, and he's going, you're going to do the exact same thing that I do. And then he goes, not only are you going to do the exact same thing that I do, but you are going to do what? More. More. How in the world is that possible? Watch this, John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17. Just skip down just a little bit, and it says it like this. It says, I will ask the Father. So it says, I'm going to go to the Father, and I'm going to go to the one that's even over me, and I'm going to ask him if he will give you what? Another another what? Helper. I'm going to give you another helper that he may be with you how long? Oh, man, okay never leave nor what that means forever don't it all right watch this watch this you got to follow me he says i'll give you a helper forever so who's the helper skip down to verse 17 verse 17 says that is the who spirit of truth or you can he is also known as the holy spirit and if you're super religious and grew up in church you might be known he might be known to you as the what the holy ghost i got that holy ghost that holy ghost showed up today watch this hear me today he says this is what jesus says you're going to do greater than i've ever done you'll do more than me i know here's what he's saying i know i know i'm the king I know things you don't know. I have resources you don't have. I have power you don't have. I have wisdom you don't have. I've got God on my side. I got all these things, but you are going to do what I've done and some. In 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 any kingdom. So let me put it to you like this in layman's terms. If I were to walk up to Pastor Travis, the greatest executive pastor in the nation of the United States, somebody He <laughs> said, let's go. If I were to walk up to Pastor Travis and I were to say, "Hey PT," Uh, As he is uh, uh, affectionately known. Hey, PT, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do this. I've already done it. You're going to do it. But you're going to do it better than I've done it. He's going to look at me and go, thank you, Pastor. I'm glad you uh, uh, do that. Now, and I I look at him and I go, now, you just got to know what I know to do it. And you got to have what I have in order to get that done. I know how he works. He's going to say, thank you for the honor. I appreciate it. I'm here to serve you, and I'm here to serve God, and we're going to change the world. We're going to front lines for him. He used all these terms, right? He's got all this stuff. You know Pastor Travis. He's got all these terms. He's going to say all those. Then he's going to look at me and go, so tell me what you know, and tell me what you have that I need. And when I tell him, he's now going to look at me and go, now tell me how to get it. So Jesus is saying, here's what you're going to do. And we're left going, how are we going to get it? He goes, well, I'm going to send a helper named the Holy Spirit that's never going to leave you, and he's never going to forsake you. The only time that he leaves your life is when you kick him out of your life. That's it. That's the only time when you quench the Spirit, which means you, you push him out of the circumstance and out of the situation. Now, hear me. He said, here's the helper. Here's what I know. Now, how are we going to get it? Well, I'm glad you asked how we were going to get this. Because in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 50. I'm getting all Pentecostal up here the way I say it. Matthew chapter 27 and verse 50. It says, and Jesus did what? Cried out. He shouted out. He said, ah. I don't know what kind of shout it was. Could have been a painful shout. You ever heard a painful shout? He could have had a victory shout. I don't know. You ever heard a victory shout? Like when the Gamecocks finally win games, we're like, yeah! Right? All that stuff. When the Gamecocks lose, it's, oh, get up! Okay? He cried out, but it says something interesting that you got to pay attention to. It says, and he yielded. What did he yield? Oh, boy. You're about to find out. Watch this. What does yield mean? The dictionary defines yield as this. To surrender or submit a position. Let's think about interstate. You're yielding in the traffic. When you yield, someone, you or them, have to yield your current position. If not, you both run into each other and it's not good. And then you're waiting on a record to come right? It's a mess. Jesus says, I'm, ah! So he yields his spirit, which means he gives his position and he gives, his he surrenders and submits his position. What was his position? In that day, he was the flesh of God Almighty. But watch this, he was the only one because the Ark of the Covenant was now gone. The Ark of the Covenant used to house the Holy Spirit. Jesus was now the only one that carried the Holy Spirit throughout the earth. And so if that is the case, and he yields his spirit, he is now surrendering his position as the only one that carries the spirit throughout the earth. Why would Jesus do that? Oh, because in Matthew chapter 27, in verses 51... It says at the exact same time that he yielded his spirit. I'm having fun. Y'all having fun. At the same time he ah, yields his spirit. That the veil in the temple was torn in half. Why does that matter? I'm, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to show you. Let's, let's cut the lights down for me. So there's literally in the Old Testament a temple. And the temple was where you went to pray and make sacrifices and atonement for sin and struggles. It was where you went to connect with God, and there was this place in the temple. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. It was called the Holy of Holies. Here's why it was called the Holy of Holies, because there was a physical veil that separated the clean from the unclean. Hey, cut, cut down those uh, those, uh House lights for me, bud. Separated the clean from the unclean. It separated the holy from the unholy. It separated the ones that get drunk on the weekends from the ones that don't. See, it wasn't just any priest that could go behind this veil. It was the top priest that could go behind this veil. And if you went behind this veil, and you weren't supposed to be behind this veil, can I tell you what would happen? you die it was that important of a piece there was a physical separation so when jesus goes ah and he yields his spirit all of a sudden the physical separation of the power and goodness of god now was lifted And the power and the light and the goodness of God that was behind the veil now became outside of the veil. And the thing that separated God from the people that needed him was gone. You can't go back here. You're not that guy, you're not that spirit, you're not that priest. Man, give me that. Ah, He yields his spirit so that now what used to be available to only certain people is now available to all people. I know what you did last weekend, and I still want you to have it. I know you're a mess at work, and I still want you to have him. I I, I know your finances ain't right, but I still want the spirit to help you with it. I know your marriage is a struggle, and I want the spirit in it. See, you got to understand, when the veil was ripped. What Jesus was now became available to us. And so how, how can I get full life through Jesus? It ain't just what what I get. It's who I become through the Spirit. Are you? Is this helping you? And see, watch this, watch this, watch this. Most of us are good With God the Father. Most of us are good with God the Son. Because God the Father loves no matter what. And he offers grace and mercy and forgiveness. Absolutely. Most of us are good with God the Son because I don't have to go to hell. I get salvation in heaven. Watch this. But most believers today run from God the Spirit. Because we can't understand him because it doesn't make sense because maybe you're like me and you grew up in a pentecostal charismatic background and you saw the spirit abused the spirit ain't here to freak anybody out the spirit is here to empower everybody and see if i here's why most of us are good with God the Father God the Son because God the Father God the Son give God the spirit empowers me to give So as long as I can sit in a chair and not worship, serve, or give, then I'm fine. Anybody left in the room? Y'all got real quiet on that one. Because consumerism is easier than contributor. But whenever I really get a hold of the fact that Jesus said, I don't want you sitting in a chair. I want you impacting lives. I don't just want you standing with your arms raised. I want your heart open to the person that can't feed themselves. Because what you do to the least of these is what you do to me. See, see he's going, I want you to do greater. Why do I want you to do greater? Because what I have is now available to more. And when more get involved, how many would say... That we can do more together than we could apart. When more get involved, and we're all empowered by the same spirit, chasing the same vision watching the kingdom of God change everybody's lives. We can do more together than we ever could apart. And Jesus is going, you're going to do greater than. You're going to do more than. You're going to do what I've done plus some. Why? Because I gave you the Holy Spirit. And he ain't going to leave you, and he ain't going to forsake you. You may kick him out, but he's always ready to come back. Why? Because I yielded my spirit that I housed and I gave it to you. Now here's here's three things in ten minutes. Acts chapter 1, I'm serious, I did it in the last service, I'll do it this time. Y'all doubt me. Don't doubt me. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 makes this statement. Jesus is speaking. He says, but you will receive what? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Here's what he says. Your power doesn't come by checking a box of being a good person. That is a byproduct of a life in the kingdom. Your power doesn't come by the paycheck that you pull in. That is a byproduct of blessing of God in your life, yes, but that ain't your power. Here's what he says. The power only comes... When the Holy Spirit is invited into your life. Why? Because there I can get full life in Christ, but I can't have a powerful life without the Holy Spirit. I find fullness in Jesus. I find power in the Holy Spirit. I can't even be a good representation of how good God is until I've got the Holy Spirit in my life. I can't, you know why some of us we like to sing rather than worship? I'm not picking on personality styles. I understand everybody worships different, so don't take it personally unless the Holy Spirit tells you to. But the reality is most of us like to sing and watch performance rather than participate in worship because we ain't got the Holy Spirit. We just like that Jesus don't let us burn. If that stepped on your toes, I love you, but good. Because I got to get to that place. See, see the reality is hear me today. I'm I'm not picking on the way you worship. I'm not I don't know you like that. But what I do know is when the Holy Spirit rises up, man, and he begins to empower something on the inside, I don't know a person in the world that would go, "I don't want more power. I don't want more to be able to do more. Just let me live my mediocre life." No, even the most mundane, boring people in the world go, "I'd like to be able to be boring more powerfully." Man, Jesus goes, I want my citizens to do more than I've done. And I'm going to give you power to do it. Why? Because I love you. Because I trust you. Because I know you can. So if Jesus wants us to do more then can I ask this question? Why aren't we? Why do we struggle to invite people to church? Why do we struggle to pray over somebody that has a need? Why do we struggle to give our 10% instead of a tip? Why do we struggle to believe God for more? Why do we struggle to know that God can can heal somebody in in Uganda just like he can in Elgin? Why do we struggle to believe that God can raise up a second campus in Florence, South Carolina? Why do we struggle? Why? And I'm going to tell you why. Because the Spirit is what feeds the faith. The Spirit is what allows us to know that there's more. You know, watch this. You know when you're doing something right and like, I don't know all of your lives, but I'm going to give a generic example. Like you're reacting in a way maybe to your spouse that you shouldn't react, right? Or you're spending money in a way that you know you shouldn't or like, you know, you're like, I know this is tithe, but this week I really want this, I don't know, Outfit from Target. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. You know that that feeling in the pit of your stomach, where you're kind of like, probably shouldn't be doing this. Maybe you know, like, hey, alcohol ain't inherently bad, but like, too much is way too bad. But I don't really care tonight because the blood of Jesus. Watch this. You know how you feel in that moment. That's the Holy Spirit. Going, I've I've empowered you for more. I have more for you. I, I've got more for you to appreciate. I've got more for you to do. I've got more for you to enjoy. I got kingdom for you to spread. John 14, 28 says this. John 14, 28 says, You heard that I said to you, I go away and if I and if I will come and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejected or rejoiced because I go to the Father and the Father is greater than I. Watch this. The other thing that the Spirit does is He teaches. Y'all listen. I don't know if you picked up on this, but Jesus said, in order for you to do more than I've done, I have to leave you. I gotta go. Later in the Bible, it says that He goes to the right hand of the Father and He prays and intercedes for you and me on our behalf every single day. Watch this What does he say in here He says Peace He's teaching And he says You've heard it said That I said to you Jesus is teaching them That I gotta go I gotta leave I can't be here Can I tell you something Jesus may not physically Be in your midst But the Holy Spirit is And he's giving you Everything that you need He's teaching you Everything he's teaching you Every conviction you need In your life He's teaching you Every way to live this thing out Why Because he is The spirit of God To our spirit of man I I can't Like can I, I don't care if you read five chapters of the Bible this week or last night. I care what you got out of those. Because watch this. If the Spirit hasn't illuminated something in me through that, all I've done is read words. And it's no different than picking up Harry Potter and reading that. But when I read it and I allow the Spirit to show me something, Now it is changing my life. And it's shifting how I'm living in this life. So he teaches. Now watch this. Here's the third thing in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5. In verses 16 through 18. I love this. It says this. It says, but I say. This is Paul to the church of Galatia. But I say, walk by the what? Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Watch this. He says, for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Watch this. The spirit now does this. It sets us apart. This is what the, I cannot look different from the world if I don't have a spirit that is not of the world. The Bible teaches me this. His ways are what? And his thoughts are greater, right? Why? Come on now. Why do I think I should understand everything about God? I can't. Because I live in this world, I was born in this world, and I've learned to filter everything in this world. But when I begin to filter Through the Spirit, now I can understand things about God I never understood before. Why? Because Paul teaches that flesh and Spirit do what? War. I cannot, you have to hear me, I cannot live by Spirit and flesh. Can't do it. They don't agree. It don't work that way. It's like oil and water. One always wins out over the other. Which one wins? Shouldn't the spirit always win? See, that's the conundrum because that's really up to you. See, we all battle fleshly things, don't we? We all battle fleshly things. Oh, your wife at home. You can pull that up on the internet. She'll never see it. Oh, your wife don't work with you. You can flirt with her. Nobody will ever find out. We all battle fleshly things. Oh, I don't have to give this week. God knows my heart. We all battle, and you can plug your own battle in there. And none of them are trivial. They're all real. But watch this. Paul says, if you decide to live by the Spirit, The things of the flesh cannot control you. He didn't say should not. He said cannot. So the struggle is not the problem. In fact, I would say this. If you're struggling, it's probably a representation that somehow the spirit is warring against what you want and trying to get you to do what's right to honor the kingdom and spread his word. Spirit, I mean, struggle is not the problem. Who wins out in the end is the problem. But you, hear me, you cannot beat it by yourself. What is it? I don't know. You fill it in. That is why coming to church is so important. That's why Paul said, Forsake not the gathering of the brothers. Why? Because when we're here together, something about faith, worshiping with other people of faith, begins to stir my faith, and something begins to shift, and I walk out of here going, my spirit is elevated to a place to where my flesh is decreased, and now my flesh don't win out because my spirit is rising. Come on, somebody. That's what it is, y'all. That's why, that's why in our hardest times, the first thing the enemy tries to get you to do is get away from church and the people of God. Because if you can get away from church and the people of God, then your faith never has a chance. Uh, I got to go to church to go to heaven. Not what I said. You got to go to church for your faith to be stirred by others so that you can fight the things of this world because we are not of this world, we are in it. And the Spirit says, I'm setting you apart. I don't know about you, but I'm so tired of being so normal to everybody else. I'm tired of hating the same. I've watched this week, man, I watched people on on social media spew so much hate towards people because of politics and views. Man, why can't we be known for our love more than our hate? Why can't we be known for what we stand for more than what we stand against? I don't know about you, but I've never hated somebody closer to Jesus. I'm I'm just ready, man. I'm just here to tell you today's your day. You can cross that line and go, I drew the line. I'm tired of normalcy. I'm tired of the same prayers. I'm ready to be abnormal. I'm ready for something different. I'm ready for something crazy. I'm ready for God to change my life and my kids and my grandparents. I'm ready for my church to be busting out of the seams. I'm ready for my community to be shifted. I'm ready for my boss to know something's different without me saying a word. I'm ready to walk in that and the only way it happens is when we get into the Spirit of God. Somebody... In the room needs to go, I'm stepping over the line today. I'm crossing the line. I'm going from where I was, and I'm going to where he wants to be. I'm going to be empowered by him and nobody else. I'm I'm here to tell you, you, it's, it's it's your call. But I do know this for a fact, today's a crossroad. You choose what you want to choose, and you choose who you want to be. But I'm here to tell you something. This pastor, I'm crossing the stinking line. I'm so tired of it, man. I'm so tired of the celebrity junk and trying... No, nah, it's time to cross the line and go, Spirit of God, what do you have? Spirit of God, and when you show back up on Friday night for Vision Night, I want you to know this ain't going to be the same church that you left on Sunday morning. It's a different place. I don't. You ain't excited about it, but I'm excited about it, and I'm waiting on some people that get excited about what God is going to do in your life through the Spirit of God empowering you and moving you to be the kingdom everywhere you go. If you're tired... Of everything you've had. Jesus says I'm the king. And I'm giving you more than you could ever imagine. And it's through the spirit. So my goal. My prayer. Is that we cross that line today. My prayer is that you go home and you study this more. My prayer is that you check out that podcast. My prayer is that in October when we break down the Holy Spirit even more, that you're here. My prayer is that we show up on Friday night red hot, white hot coals, ready to rock and roll and see what God's going to do. My prayer is that we change this world through love. My prayer is not that we fill seats. My prayer is that we fill seats with people that need Jesus, and we bring them until we can't bring them anymore, which will never happen. And I want you to know something. Your life is about to change today. You're not here on accident. Today's your moment. I would just love to pray for you. That's it. You're like, okay, my life's going to change. How? That's you and God. You and the Holy Spirit. Y'all work that out, but it's changing. Can I pray with you? Let me pray. Father, I love you so much. And you're worthy of so much more than I could ever give. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit rests on us. God, there's people in here today that have put more emphasis on the names everybody else has given them rather than the name of your Jesus. Let us walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us be different. Let us be abnormal. And God, fire us up. Fire us up for a new season. Fire us up for a new era. Fire us up in our lives that the flesh don't win, the Spirit does every time. Let us rejoice every day. Because we have relationship with the Father. And God, as we forsake not the gathering of the brothers, stir our faith and bring us to a place where we'll never be the same again. And God, we love you. We honor you. Come on, make some noise in this room today if you're excited for what God's doing.